Preacher and Prayer by Inbounds. Chapter 18. If some Christians that had been complaining of their ministers had said and acted less before men and had applied themselves with all their might to cry to God for their ministers, had, as it were, risen and stormed heaven with their humble, fervent, and incessant prayers for them, they would have been much more in the way of success. Jonathan Edwards. Somehow the practice of praying, in particular for the preacher, has fallen into disuse or become discounted. Occasionally we heard the practice arraigned as a disparagement of the ministry, being a public declaration by those who do it of the inefficiency of the ministry. It offends the pride of learning and self-sufficiency, perhaps, and these ought to be offended and rebuked in a ministry that is so derelict as to allow them to exist. Prayer to the preacher is not simply the duty of his profession, a privilege, but it is a necessity. Air is not more necessary to the lungs than prayer to the preacher. It is absolutely necessary for the preacher to pray. It is absolutely necessary that the preacher be prayed for. These two propositions are wedded into a union which ought never to know any divorce. The preacher must pray. The preacher must be prayed for. It will take all the praying he can do and all the praying he can get done to meet the fearful responsibilities and gain the largest, truest success in his great work. The true preacher, next to the cultivation of spirit and the facts of prayer in himself, in their intensest form, covets with a great covetousness the prayers of God's people. The holier a man is, the more does he esteem prayer. The clearer does he see that God gives himself to the praying ones, and that the measure of God's revelation to the soul is the measure of the soul's longing, importunate prayer for God. Salvation never finds its way to a prayerless heart. The Holy Spirit never abides in a prayerless spirit. Preaching never edifies a prayerless soul. Christ knows nothing of prayerless Christians. The gospel cannot be projected by a prayerless preacher. Gifts, talents, education, eloquence. God's call cannot abase the demand of prayer, but only intensify the necessity for the preacher to pray to be prayed for. The more the preacher's eyes are open to the natural responsibility and difficulties in his work, the more will he see, if he be a true preacher, the more will he feel the necessity of prayer. But not only the increasing demand to pray himself, but to call on others to help him by their prayers. Paul is an illustration of this. If any man could project the gospel by dint of personal force, by brain power, by culture, by personal grace, by God's apostolic commission, God's extraordinary call, that man was Paul. That the preacher must be a man given to prayer. Paul is an eminent example. That the true apostolic prayer preacher must have the prayers of other good people to give his ministry to give to his ministry its full quota of success. Paul is a preeminent example. He asks, he covenants, he pleads in an impassionate way for the help of all God's saints. He knew that in the spiritual realm, as elsewhere, in union there is strength, that the concentration and aggregation of faith, desire, and prayer increase the volume of spiritual force until it becomes overwhelming 
and irresistible in its power. Unites units of prayer combined like drops of water make an ocean which defies resistance. So Paul, with his clear and full uh, apprehension of spiritual dynamics, determined to make his ministry as impressive, as, eter- as eternal, as irresistible as the ocean, by gathering all the scattered units, units of prayer and participating them on his ministry. May not the solution of Paul's preeminence and labors and results and impress on the church and the world be found in the fact that he was able to center on himself and his ministry more prayer than others? To his brethren at Rome, he wrote, quote, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit, that ye strive together with me in prayers to God for me, unquote. To the Ephesians, he says, quote, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the Gospels, unquote. To the Colossians, he emphasizes, quote, With all praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of, gospel, of Christ, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, unquote. To the Thessalonians, he says sharply, strongly, quote, Brethren, pray for us, unquote. Paul calls on the Corinthian church to help him, quote, he also helping together by prayer for us, unquote. This was to be part of their work. They were to lay to the helping hand of prayer. He, in an additional and closing charge to the Thessalonian church about the importance and necessity of their prayers, say, quote, Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of God may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, unquote. He impresses the Philippians that all his trials and oppositions may be made subservient to the spread of the gospel by the efficiency of their prayers for him. Philemon was to prepare a lodging for him, for though Philemon's, for through Philemon's prayer, Paul was to be his guest. Paul's attitude on this question illustrates his humility and his deep insight into the spiritual forces which project the gospel. More than this, it teaches a lesson for all times, that if Paul was so dependent on the prayers of God's saints to give his ministry success, how much greater the necessity that the prayers of God's saints be centered on the ministry of today. Paul did not feel that this urgent plead for prayer was to lower his dignity, lessen his influence, or depreciate his piety. What if it did? Let dignity go. Let influence be destroyed. Let his reputation be marred. He must have their prayers. Called, commissioned, chief of the apostles as he was, all his equipment was imperfect without the prayers of his people. He wrote letters everywhere, urging them to pray for him. Do you pray for your preacher? Do you pray for him in secret? Public prayers are of little worth unless they are founded on or followed up by private praying. The praying ones are to the preacher, as Aaron and Ur Her were to Moses. They hold up his hands and decide the issue that is so fiercely raging around them. The plea and purpose of the apostles were to put the church to praying. They did not ignore the grace of cheerful giving. They were not ignorant of the place which religious activity and work occupied in the spiritual life, but not 
one, nor all of these, in apostolic estimate or urgency, could at all compare in necessity and importance with prayer. The most sacred and urgent pleas, pleads were used. The most um, fervent exaltations, the most comprehensive and arousing words, were uttered to enforce the all-important obligation and necessity of prayer. Quote, put the saints everywhere to pray, unquote, is the burden of the apostolic effort and the keynote of the apostolic success. Jesus Christ had striven, striven to do this in the days of his personal ministry. As he was moved by infinite compassion at the ripening fields of earth perishing for lack of laborers and pausing in his own praying, he tries to awaken the, stu- the stupid sensibilities of his disciples to the duty of prayer as he charges them. Quote, Pray ye, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Unquote. Quote, and he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and faint not. Unquote. Thank you for listening. And if you like this, please subscribe and consider liking my Facebook page and joining my group, Jesus Answers Prayer. May God bless your day. Hola, somos Mark y Pearl Lambert, y somos los ministros de Jesús Responde las Oraciones. Si le gusta este ministerio, por favor ayúdenos a apoyarlo. El enlace para donar se encuentra en la descripción a continuación. Gracias y Dios te bendiga.